I don't know. Yeah. Where the Townsend family was. Okay. Now. Out of Townsend. <laughs> welcome back to wives. the Real Ghost Wives. Welcome back to the Real Ghost Wives. Yes. Right? Basically. Yeah. Welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And we're going to bring you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Absolutely. And at this point in time, we're recording a double feature that will be posted separately. I'm going to be honest. So... We have to record this early, and we just recorded my self-defense, Susan Walters in self-defense, episode 80. Mm-hmm. My heart is racing. I get, I got into it. The mood is set. The mood is, uh-oh. <laughs> my heart is pounding, but not in a nervous way. I think my adrenaline is rushing just by picturing myself being attacked and me trying to get away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that um, we are... Mm, appropriately fueled up. Okay. I'm nervous. I don't know what your story is about. Game time. <laughs> game time. Oh. Who, who, who? West. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember his Panthers or West. What, what was the whole chant? That was it. Nuh uh. That's what we did after timeouts. Uh, hmm. I thought we had a, a longer cheer than that. Do we need a photo if you went to, If you went to our middle school and you remember if there was more of a cheer than that for our basketball timeouts, Mary Jane... Panthers on three. One, two, three, Panthers. Uh, no, that's wrong. I don't know. I just said someone's last name. Never mind. Mary Jane. <laughs> Kayla. Kylie. Emma. Amber. I don't. I don't think I'm naming anyone that listens to this podcast. No. If you know these people that we're naming, reach out to them. <laughs> Carly, you wouldn't know you were on the other team. Ooh. Carly. I'm just kidding. I love you, but middle school basketball well, rivalries will never die. What about the other Carly? What school did she go to? She didn't go to ours either, did she? Which one? Blonde? No, she didn't. Okay, that's who I thought of, and I was like, oh yeah, Carly. I was like, wait. If that Carly listens to our podcast, I'm very sad. I'll be shook. This has nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> it's a little March Madness, but nothing Damn to do with it. basketball. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a little turn into an area where we haven't visited in a while. Okay. Part of the story we know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> I'm just going to set the tone right now. And no matter how much research I was going to do on it, it wasn't going to matter. It's like quantum physics or something? Basically. Oh, wow, okay. Hey, look at me oh, in the it's eyes. it's rocket science and someone died. No. Oh. But it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Okay. And the other part is more up our alley. Okay. But so, not basketball. No. Okay. That'd be a lane. Down our lane. Drive down the lane. Okay, anyway, let's go. I'm I, ready. Ooh. Anyway, okay, so um, I'm going to jump right in with a story. Okay. Like a like a POV story. Oh, okay. Kind of. No, Point that's not right. Sure. I'm going to jump right First in with this person. The, I'm going to jump right in with the story. Okay. And then um, kind of backtrack to where people think this originated. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. 
So on September 19th of 1936, Captain Hubert C. Provind, a London-based photographer and his assistant Indra Shira, I-N-D-R-E-S-H-I-R-A, were taking photographs for an article in Country Life magazine at Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England. I have a question already. Yep. Was his first name Captain or was he a captain? I think he, I don't know. <laughs> well, then he would have two middle names and only one of them was abbreviated because it's Captain Hubert C. Provind. So was he a boat captain or was he like a military captain? I don't captain, think it's captain. relevant. <laughs> it's, I for a second thought this was going to be a... Our time, our time. Yes. This is not water-based. Okay. Okay, so they were taking photographs. Captain and his assistant were at a hotel? Uh, No, it was Raynham Hall, which was the home of the Townsend family. Oh, okay, so someone's house. Yes, they were like lords and ladies in that area for generations. Right, because this is 1936, so, okay. Right. So they're taking this as beautiful staircase photograph for a magazine picture, because it's like a really grand hall. Think of Pride and Prejudice, how how they go to tour the house of really rich people. It's the old MTV Cribs. Exactly. That's exactly what this <laughs> yeah. is. That Country Life magazine was the old MTV Cribs. Yeah. Okay? Right. So they snapped one photograph, and I want you to think, um, the part that I don't totally understand is cameras in general. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. This is 1936. I tried to look up what types of cameras they were using. There were like 36 cameras in 1936. Is it still the ones that go over, you're under the sheet? That's what they were using, yes. Cool. So okay. there was a dark cloth that you would go under to yeah. look through. And then somebody else would have the flash bulb yeah. held Hold high in the air. Behind, beside them. So you'd have to pop the lens off the camera and take the photograph before too much light got into the camera. Sure. And have the flashbulb ready, so it took two people. Right. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, Mr. Captain Provind, I guess I shouldn't say Mr. Captain Provind was underneath of the cloth. Okay. And Shira, is what we're going to call Mr. Shira, was holding the flashbulb. They took the first photograph, and they were kind of readjusting. Provind was back under the photo, or back under the cloth, when Shira said... Uh, quote, a vapor form gradually assuming the appearance of a woman moved down the stairs towards them. Oh, God. And he was like, take that picture. Yes. Take that picture exactly. right now. <laughs> take the picture. Like, what is that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Shira quickly urged Captain Provin to snap a photograph to capture what they were witnessing. Or what okay. Shira was witnessing. Sure. So they snap the photograph. They pop the lens cap off. They take the picture. The flash goes off. Provin comes out and they both see this mist. Mist. Coming down the stairs in the form right. of a, a lady. Wo- a woman in a brown dress. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So sure. it's what was described as a very, like a very fancy, um, rich looking dress. Okay. But it was like the form of it. So, and it looked like a old time England Pride and Prejudice dress. Like she had a corset and a big hoop skirt kind of thing going yeah, on. Basically. Right, right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So clearly see-through right because it's still it's still mist a misty a vapor of smoky kind of thing not like solid as i see you right obviously they weren't a woman didn't just walk down the stairs take our picture (laughs) so uh the two men went back to their studio to examine the 
uh, negatives from the camera and develop it into pictures. Shira, the assistant, called for the manager of the chemist shop downstairs to come up and witness the photograph being developed. Right. Because so so nobody could blame them of tampering. Exactly. He said, someone needs to watch this because yeah. if we caught this on camera, yeah. it's going to be huge. I need a third party outsider with no particular interest in the situation. <laughs> yes. It's going to be huge. Huge. It's going to be huge. Huge. They were amazed that they had, in fact, captured the apparition of what became known as the brown lady for her brown dress. Sure. Now, the account of their experience, along with the photograph, were published in Country Life magazine on December 26th of 1936. Once word got out about their experience and people saw this issue of Country Life, the photograph and their testimony also appeared in the January 4th, 1937 edition of Life magazine. Okay. So they were going all the way to the top of this story. Was no one home when this happened? Like, was it just them? Those two? I'm not sure. I don't know. I feel like if somebody came to take photographs of our apartment, I'd want to be there. I'm sure that they were, but it was like a big house. Yeah, but they weren't just watching. You don't want them to make your house look bad. Just saying. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Where the Townsend family was. Okay. Now, out of Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. I started laughing before it sunk in, but it was funny. Uh, okay, so they went to, they've been now published in multiple magazines. Mm -hmm. And Life magazine Big was magazines. huge at the time. Right. Still huge. is. Bigger huge. than Life. Bigger. What's bigger than Life? Ooh. There's always a bigger fish magazine? What? <laughs> anyway. A bigger fish. <laughs> this publication in Life magazine caught the attention of paranormal investigator Harry Price, who decided to interview Provind and Shira for himself. Yeah. Price would afterwards report, quote, I will say at once I was impressed. I was told a perfectly simple story. Mr. Indris Shira saw the apparition descending the stairs at the precise moment when Captain Provin's head was under the black cloth. A shout and the cap was off and the flashbulb fired, with the results which we can now see. I could not shake their story and I had no right to disbelieve them. Only collusion between the two men would account for the ghost if it is fake. The negative is entirely innocent of faking. Now this is a paranormal investigator. Okay. Who believes their story, and mm -hmm. he said, the negative looks a-okay to me. So, we have two things that could have happened. They made a simple story because it is a simple story. They saw mist, they took a picture. Mm -hmm. Or they made a simple story because they're faking it, and a simple story is easier for two people to remember. Yeah. I believe in ghosts. I think it happened. We'll go with that. This paranormal investigator is saying that their negative that they used was not tampered with. Yes. So the only other way to t make this photo, if it was faked, was to create the vapor themselves. Somehow. It's a possibility. Right. But he's saying, like, there was no trickery with the actual photo. Mm -hmm. So they would have had to create smoke somehow. He said, as a paranormal investigator, looks real to me. Sure. Sure. Now, not everyone was convinced as Harry Price. No one ever is. Some people immediately began doubting the image's authenticity. Some critics believed that they could have put grease or another substance on the camera lens 
in the shape of a figure or moved down the stairs yourself, themselves during the exposure. So they thought... But then they would have needed three people. That's what I thought. You would need more people because I maybe you could hold with one hand the flashbulb and take a picture with the other, but it seems know. like a lot of work. Okay, and then grease on the camera lens. That would be really hard to purposefully shape it as a woman. Yeah, it would take very like intricate <laughs> detailing. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Other theories were that there was an accidental double exposure or that light somehow got into the camera. Like the lens came off too soon mm. and the exposure was funky. Okay. Joe Nickel wrote that a detailed examination showed evidence of double exposure, while John Fairley and Simon Welfare wrote, there's a pale line above each stair tread indicating that one picture was superimposed over another. A patch of light reflected at the top right-hand banister in the photo appears twice. So these people are saying, we know cameras, this was a double exposure. They're saying, like, there's a picture of a woman and then a picture without the woman mm -hmm. and they were put on top of each other so it looks like there's a fake woman there mm -hmm. and now i don't know what type of camera this is if right. you had to like take out the negative and put a new one in right. to take a picture so could you somehow squish them together you just two on top one. interesting okay 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 yeah. and he's saying like looking at the picture there are some things besides the woman that are doubled up or whatever mm -hmm. but not but don't match up Right. To be one photo. Right. Okay. It looks like um, they took a picture and, and accidentally then bumped they moved the a little bit yeah. and took another right, picture. Right, right, I got you. Two magicians, John Booth and Ron Wilson, worked together to try and recreate a version of the photograph. Wilson covered himself in a sheet and descended the grand staircase at the Magic Castle in Hollywood while Booth took the photograph. The image looked similar to the one taken at Raymond Hall. Okay. Did they reveal their secrets? I mean, they said magicians this is what never we did. reveal their secrets. <laughs> they said if magicians can do it, clearly these guys can. I don't know. Magicians, I think, are smarter than the average person, but yeah, but they're not photographers. True, true. That's fair. Other critics say the image of the lady resembles the Virgin Mary statue found in most Catholic churches. <laughs> Due to the way that her clothing falls, the covering of the head, it kind of looks like rounded, like, like it a could have a veil. Okay, sure. And there's also debate whether or not there's like folded hands in front. So they took the statue of the Virgin Mary and put her on the stairs and then moved it? This theory is they took a picture of a Virgin Mary statue and they took a picture of the stairs uh, and they put, them on, top of each put other. them on top of each other. Okay. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. To me. Yeah. A non-camera That person. one seems like the most work. I'm not a camera person and by that I mean a photographer. <laughs> I don't like cameras. I don't like looking at cameras. <sighs> While experts continued debating, those who were familiar with Raynham Hall claimed that the image was completely authentic and revealed the truth about the Hall's troubled past. Oh, no. She was murdered on her wedding night. She was descending the stairs because she was upset that her husband left her for another man. Not entirely. <laughs> but, but, but. <laughs> there are always brides left on their wedding night. Well, it wasn't her wedding night. <laughs> so many believed, including there is some mm, support given to this by the Townsend family. Sure. 
because it's their hall. Yeah. And they're basically like... We have the history. They're like, generations of us have seen this ghost. Oh, okay. Like, generations. They're like, you saw the ghost too? Yeah. We know exactly who that is. Oh, who is it? I'm excited. Many believed, including the Townsend family, that the apparition was the restless spirit of Lady Dorothy Walpole, W-A-L-P-O-L-E, who was born in 1686. Lady Dorothy Walpole. She was a notorious beauty and the sister of Robert Walpole, who is considered to be the first prime minister of Great Britain. Not, like, officially, but, like, kind of. Okay. Like, it wasn't necessarily a position yet, but... Yeah. I gotcha. He was that before it had a name. Yeah. She was also rumored to be the mistress of Lord Wharton, W-H-A-R-T-O-N, who was a royal playboy of sorts, but considered poor by lordship standards. So he was penniless and got around. He was penniless? He had, like, no money. Why would you want to be his mistress, then? He was handsome. Not worth it. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was romantic. I guess. Was she in love or was she like, yeah, I know I'm a mistress? Oh, I bet they were all like, he'll break up with everybody else for me. I don't know her exact feelings on the matter. We should go ask her. <laughs> we should go ask her. Maybe no one has. Maybe that's why she's upset. In 1713, she became the second wife of Charles Townshend. T-O-W-N-S-H-E-N-D. Okay. I don't know how you exactly say it. I'm saying Townshend. Right, so this is the family of the house. Correct. Okay. So she, he was a she widower. She married into the house. Yes. He was a widower. Yeah. His wife died. Yeah. He took on a second wife. Right. He was older. Right. And it was her because she was a beauty. And she at this point, beautiful. she was like, I don't need to be your mistress anymore, Wharton. Well, he My name had a wife. is Lady Dorothy Maypole. Yeah, I know. She's saying, Walpole. like, I don't want to be Walpole. She's like, I don't want to be your mistress anymore because I found someone better and richer and handsomer. Well, uh, Charles Townsend was said to be notorious for his temper. And when he found out that his wife had either, now this is debatable, either she used to be in cahoots with Lord Wharton or she was still in cahoots with Lord Wharton. Scientists and experts have yet to (laughs) It says adultery. Take that for what you will. That means she cheated. Well, but she also was definitely sleeping with him, allegedly, before they were married. So I don't know. Okay, well, that's Pahuli. I don't know which he was actually. Well, I went you a virgin when I met you. I don't know. Get out of here. I don't know which one is true of if he found out she used to be with him and he just gets mad at everything. Yeah. Or if he found out she was still sleeping with someone else. Yeah, that was a little. And then he got mad. Regardless, he punished her by locking her in her room in the family home, which was at Raymond Hall. Okay. He even told everybody in some stories that she had died and held a mock funeral for her. Oh my god. Man, he loves the theatrics, apparently. She's dead to me. She's dead (laughs) to everyone. (laughs) They're like, how'd she die? Where's her body? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) News to me. I'm a widower again. Why did you ask me these questions? I'm too upset to talk about (laughs) No, but where's her body? Uh. Gone. (laughs) No need to trouble yourself with such trivial matters. (laughs) So he held a mock funeral and said she died. In reality, Dorothy remained a prisoner roaming the halls until her death from smallpox in 1726. 
Now, according... She was roaming the hall. She was... She... He let her out, but she couldn't leave the hall. Or... This is scientists and experts. Some people say she had, like, a suite. Yeah. And she was allowed to walk around her suite. She was allowed to walk around the left wing of the house. Basically. Sure. She was the beast confined to one area of the house. Man, we just went over this. She should have kicked his ass. (laughs) Also, this does kind of put her on the list with the other ghost wives of... Well, not West Virginia, but... This is the real ghost wives. Welcome back to the real ghost wives. Welcome back to the real ghost wives. Yes. Right? Basically. Yeah. Um, So according to... There was a poet slash writer slash aristocrat woman named Mary Wortley Montague. Okay. Who at some point said... Lady Dorothy was not trapped by her husband, but was in fact trapped by the Countess of Wharton in retribution for her affair with Lord Wharton. I cannot find this everywhere. Mostly the popular story is her husband did this. Yeah, but like how would happen, how how would she lock her in her own home? That doesn't, okay. Some, okay, so this could be one of two ways. It, It just says she was entrapped by... The Countess for her affair in Retribution. Now, part of this looked like it could have been she invited her over for a couple days. And when she went home, the Countess said, you know, Charles, she was sleeping with my oh, husband. Right. And it was like entrapment yeah. rather than <laughs> physical entrapment. If you're like, a police officer, you have to tell me it's entrapment. It's entrapment. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Okay. Or that could be just Pahui and her husband just got mad. Okay. 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 In other versions of the events leading to her demise, Lady Dorothy died from falling down the stairs or from syphilis contracted from Lord Wharton. Mostly, the popular theory is she died from smallpox. Right, that's what you said up top. Okay. Regardless, it is said that she was confined to the hall, not allowed to leave, and not even allowed to see her children until her death in 1726. Hmm. Now. Okay. After her death, there began the sightings of um, the brown lady. Lady Dorothy the, Walpole. Walpole, yes. Lynn Townsend. Walpole Townsend. I'm not calling her Townsend because he trapped her. trapped her in a house. The first sighting of the spirit of Lady Dorothy was during the Christmas of 1835. Several guests were attending a gathering at Raynham Hall hosted by the current Lord Townsend. They were staying several nights. They'd have, like, a week of festivities or several days, so people were invited to stay in the guest bedrooms and enjoy the festivities. Colonel Loftus, L-O-F-T-U-S, and another guest named Hawkins said they saw a woman dressed in a dated brown dress one night as they approached their bedrooms. The next night... Colonel Loftus also reported he saw the woman again, but he noticed that she had empty eye sockets, which sunk into its glowing her glowing face. Okay, well that's terrifying. He's like, at first I was like, oh, a woman in she's wearing such a dated and outdated dress, yeah. like fine, whatever. But then he's like, she had no eyes. <laughs> oh my god, that's basically what happened. If you read like different accounts, it's like they were walking to the rooms and they saw her and they're like, oh. Hey, hey what's hey, up? Hey, lady. Yeah. And this time he's like, hey, lady. And she turned and looked at him. No eyes. Okay, that's terrifying. <laughs> These sightings led to, they told this report. Yeah. 
to other people while they were staying there. Clearly. And um, it led to some of the staff permanently leaving Raynham Hall. I mean, They're yes. Like, you saw what? You saw a woman with no eyes? Thanks, bye. <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> Come again now? They said, we know exactly who that is. Goodbye. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> the following year... Would you it, leave? If you were on staff? It depends on if I'm the night staff or the day staff. <laughs> True. She only comes out in the evenings. Would I smudge some sage? Absolutely. <laughs> Would I sprinkle myself in holy water? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time I walked in. Would I consider staying for a peek? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The following year in 1836, Captain Frederick Marritt, M-A-R-R-Y-A-T, who was a friend of the novelist Charles Dickens, Requested to stay in the haunted room at Raynham Hall to prove his theory that lo- <laughs> to prove his theory that local smugglers were putting on a ruse to keep people away from the area. What? Yeah, exactly. He said this. What they saw? Not true. Just smugglers scaring people off. Why would sm- listen? Hey. Do I understand? Absolutely not. It's like a it's like a home alone situation. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's like the first ever like haunted house attraction. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go check it out. Hey, you know what? Bet it's just smugglers. Sheets on a string. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he would then Captain Merritt would tell his daughter the story of his stay, and she wrote that down. Yeah. In 1891. Okay. I'm going to read that to you. Sure. So this is like her secondhand account of what her father experienced. Okay. Quote, he took possession of the room in which the portrait of the apparition hung, in which he, in, in which she had been often seen and slept each night with a loaded revolver under his pillow. For two days, however, he saw nothing. Now, you're... Shaking your head, but he thought it was smugglers. He yeah, it was a ghost. I forgot about that. I was like, I'm going to be honest. I was like, he's going to shoot a ghost? And then I was like, oh, he didn't think you're it was bringing, a ghost. You're bringing a gun to a ghost fight? <laughs> a gun to a ghost fight? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, right. Because he thought it was real people. For two days, however, he saw nothing. And the third was to be the limit of his stay. On the third night, however, two young men, nephews of the baronet, of the house. Yeah. Knocked on his door as he was undressing to go to bed and asked him to step over to their room, which was at the other end of the corridor, and give them his opinion on a new gun that had just arrived from London. My father was in his shirt and trousers, but as the hour was late and everybody had retired to rest except themselves, he prepared to accompany them as he was. He was not appropriately dressed. Nakey. He was in his underoos. He's snaky. Yeah, but if you're long underwear, then it's really... Well, I think it was, like, <laughs> he was wearing a shirt and pants, but, like, he didn't have on all the like dressings that or... he should for his yeah. position. Sure, 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 sure. As they were leaving the room, he caught up his revolver and said, in case you meet the brown lady, and they laughed. When the inspection of the gun was over, the young men in the same spirit declared they would accompany my father back again, quote, in case they meet the brown lady. Ha ha ha. And they repeated laughing also. The three gentlemen bef- therefore re- returned in company. Yeah, but then it's like a, what, a Canadian goodbye? It's like, oh, I'll accompany you to your room. No, I'll accompany you, you to your room. <laughs> but there's two. I'll accompany you to your room. Two of them and one of them. <laughs> right, right, right. You have three sheep and you have three wolves and you have to get the sheep across the river 
but you can't leave one sheep alone with two wolves. Yeah. I thought it was a chicken, a fox, and a bag of corn. <laughs> and a bag of corn? Because you can't leave the chicken and the fox together, and you can't leave the chicken with the corn. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. The corridor was long and dark, for the lights had been extinguished. But as they reached the middle of, of it, they saw the glimmer of a lamp coming towards them from the other end. Quote, one of the ladies going to visit the nurseries, whispered the young Townsends to my father. Now the bedroom doors in that corridor faced each other, and each room had a double door with a space between, as is the case in many old-fashioned houses. My father, as I have said, was in his shirt and trousers only, and his native modesty made him feel uncomfortable. So he slipped within one of the outer doors, his friends following his example, in order to conceal himself until the lady should have passed by. So he was like, I'm not, I'm indecent. I'm, I'm naked, I should hide. It's because not, if she sees me like this, we have to get married. She'll get all hot and bothered, right, and she right. won't be able to contain herself. Right, 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 right. So right, right. they like back so up against So it's not the just wall. girls' shoulders; it's men's shoulders as well. Is what you're telling me? Well, no, it's their shirt and trousers. <laughs> I get all hot and bothered when I see a boy in shorts, shirts, and a shirt and I trousers. Need, I need boys to wear two pairs of pants at all times. Please, do you only have on one pair of pants? Oh my god, I'm in love. <laughs> Okay, so they were kind they of... They backed up against yeah. the wall so they were would not be seen when she passed by. Sure, 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 sure. I have heard him describe how he watched her approaching nearer and nearer through the chink of the door until, as she was close enough for him to distinguish the colors and style of her costume, he recognized the figure as the facsimile of the portrait of the brown lady. He had his finger on the trigger of his of his revolver and was about to demand it stop and give the reason for its presence there when the figure halted of its own accord before the door behind which he stood and holding the lighted lamp she carried it to her features grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him the act so infuriated my father who was anything but a lamb-like in disposition that he sprang into the corridor with a bound and discharged the revolver right in her face the figure instantly disappeared, the figure at which for several minutes three men had been looking at together, and the bullet passed through the outer door of the room on the opposite side of the corridor and lodged in the panel of the inner one. My father never attempted again to interfere with the brown lady of Raynham. Do you think she knows? Like, do you think she... I mean, if you have other stories, maybe this will line up, but do you think... Like, ghosts just kind of, like, wander around, right? But then if they hear someone talking shit, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to scare them. Yeah. I think that there's... Is this a challenge? You want a challenge? Honestly, I think there's different kinds of spirits. We've watched enough, like, ghost hunting shows that I think that there's, like, spirits that kind of just do a repetitive motion. Yeah. And then there's ones that have some sort of sentience to basically, like... Oh, you were looking for me? Are you looking for me? She Here I am. Here I am. She literally walked past their door, yeah. stopped in front of it, turned, raised the candle to her face yeah. to smile, yeah. and taunt him, yeah. and then disappeared. I'm not saying he deserved it. I'm just saying he deserved it. She's like, you were looking for me? You're looking for me? I'm Here right I am. Here look I am. At, look at my empty eye sockets. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> now, 
Um, Lady Townsend, or the Lady Townsend of the house at the time, reported that the next sighting of the brown lady was in 1926, when her son and his friend claimed to have seen a ghost on the staircase. The young boys became even more upset when they saw the portrait in the haunted room of the house and identified it as the apparition they had run into. Mm. So they were, like, playing, and they saw a woman in a brown dress, and when they told their lady of the house about it yeah and they looked into that room they saw the picture yeah, like oh like, my oh, gosh that, that was her. her right okay yeah and we, they probably knew it was the haunted lady Terrifying. haunted room there are many consistencies with the sightings of the brown lady the specter is always described as wearing a brossard dress which is just like very fanciful embellished in gold and having like a textured pattern to it okay just like plain fabric sure and having empty eye sockets. Why? I don't know. I don't know why she is the way she is. Yeah, well. Maybe she chose that. Good for her. It also should be noted that the brown lady is not the only ghost said to haunt Raynham Hall. Typical. The red cavalier, a child, and a cocker spaniel's ghost are also reported. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is what I like to hear. In 1936, Lady Townsend even collaborated with Maud Folks to write a chapter in the book called True Ghost Stories, in which she talked about all the many ghosts of Raynham Hall. Nice. Well, it's an old, I mean, it's an old building. I'm sure there were tons of people that lived there or visited there. Locked in and died. Locked in and were died. Hopefully not the Cocker Spaniel. No. But... Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. So, the family acknowledges, we got lots of ghosts here. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Lots of them. Yeah, she doesn't have any eyeballs. Don't judge her. Leave her alone. Yeah. Leave her and her no eyeball face alone. Right. It's safe to say that the photographers who captured this famous photograph of the brown lady likely knew of the history of Raynham Hall and all of its ghosts. Did they set up an elaborate ruse? Or were they just the next in a long line of those to have seen the apparition of Lady Dorothy Walpole? What do you think? I hope it was real. Because that makes it more fun. I honestly think that it's, like, plausible for her to have been like, You want proof? You were looking for me. Yeah. Like, she's already done yeah, that. Yeah, I I mean, I, obviously, I think people fake ghost stuff. I get that. But I think it would be way cooler if they didn't fake it. I'm going to show you the picture. Yeah. This wait. is one of the most um, notorious ghost images. I think images. I know what it is, but show me anyway. You ruined it. <laughs> okay, so this is the picture. Yeah. Oh, it does kind of look like the Virgin Mary. A little bit, but only now that they've said that. Because yeah. I looked at it before and I didn't really see that. Oh, yeah. Wait, can you show me the side-by-side? Do you have the picture of the one that the magicians did? Um, I might be able to find it. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see how close their recreation was. Because if it's, if they're like, ah, it's kind of close, okay, but that doesn't mean it's the same thing, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know right now, it's fine. Okay, we'll look for it later. I think that looking at it, it's not as pronounced as what I thought it was going to be. So now, I know I made fun of the grease smudge on the camera lens. (laughs) However, it does, I can see where people might think that. 
I still would like to hope that it's authentic because, once again, that just makes it more fun. And if people have seen... If there's multiple reports of people seeing this ghost, but it doesn't seem like too many that they're just making it up, they're like, it could be real. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean... If there's one every single day, then I'm like, okay, then... No, it seems that she only comes every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've established a pattern, and there's actually a lot more sightings by the family that they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, we see her. Right, right, but that's typical because they live there. Right. Um, I can't find, and I did look for this before, but I cannot find any of, like, the replicated photos yeah. next to it. Yeah. Basically, people are just like, oh, yeah, we recreated it. Where? Where? Show me the receipts. Show me. Yeah, I like to think it was authentic. I mean, I don't know how cameras work, like you said, like double exposure and stuff like that. So, I mean, I can't really say on that end that it's faked. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to tell that. Right. Um, but I believe it. Let's go. Why not? Lady Dorothy Wapole. I guess I see what they're saying about there being lines on the stairs that make them think it could have been double exposed. They were saying the white line at the bottom of each stair. Yeah, but, like, that could have just been, like, the lighting situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I honestly think my biggest problem with people trying to disprove it is that everybody thinks they disproved it, but they all did it differently. Yeah. It's fake. They did it this way. Wait, but you said they did it this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, we've done stories before where it's like, well, if everybody thinks that they're right... Maybe yeah, it's like it's well, it's like the face one that everybody's like, oh, they did it with this, like the faces on the floor, yeah, and it was all different ways that nobody agreed on. Like there were seven different tests, but it was the same test, yeah, just by different people, and nobody agreed. It was all different, right? It was like what it was made out of, Mm -hmm. or something like that, and everybody got different results, right? And if you're all going to say you are absolutely right with what you found but you all got different answers yeah. like how do i believe you yeah yeah it should be replicable like yeah. you should be able to say okay i did it like this and when i did it when they did it like this they got the same thing when they did it like this they got the same mm-hmm. thing like that's science yeah, i agree that's a scientific method yeah we ain't doing we're, that we're, here we're stem majors we're scientists in this household absolutely do but it. i don't understand the chemistry of cameras but they had a chemist there when they developed it. That's what I Yeah, don't but the get. one guy also said that it wasn't a it wasn't a picture thing. Like it wasn't a developed thing. It wasn't a developed thing. I don't exactly know his qualifications for looking at cameras and photographs. Oh. I don't know. Harry Price mm. could have been lying specifically an investigator of paranormal photography. Yeah. Or he could have just been somebody who went around looking for ghosts. <laughs> I don't know his qualification. This, uh, we were talking about this today, um, how I saw a TikTok, how someone was like, remember, like, whatever outfit you put on, if you die, like, that's your ghost outfit. And I told Winnie that I'd be comfortable in my hoodie and fuzzy socks that I wear around all the time. Mm -hmm. But then Winnie told me that when you become a ghost, you automatically have to wear, like, a long... Like a... Like an old-timey nightgown. Yeah, Scrooge. A Scrooge nightgown (laughs) and a cap with a ball on the end. It's the default uniform for ghosts. 
And actually, if you look and at that's this what picture. it look. I know that's what it looks like. That's why I was like, it's like a nightgown you're kind of thing. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> you can see the hat. Look closer. Let us know if you <laughs> think that when you become a ghost, you have to wear a nightgown. Don't come at me with the I don't believe in ghosts. But if I did, <laughs> you either do or you don't. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Not gracious. in this house. <laughs> I think it's real. I like the story. I think it's real. She's now part of our ghost wives uh, repertoire. Repertoire? I'd haunt. I'd haunt the house too. I am. I'd be like, haunt my in laws for the rest of my life? Absolutely. Absolutely, I would. I would. With no eyeballs. Do you get to choose that too? Um, On like Beetlejuice, they get to choose what they look like. Don't say it too many more times. Um, I I don't know what the stipulations are, obviously, because I haven't been in their situation. <laughs> but I would say... <laughs> I would say some type of long, flowy thing. A sheet. You just get a sheet to put over your head. Why? That's your uniform. And it's the eyeless part that they saw were the holes in the sheet. Was a Scooby-Doo ghost. That's what you want to be? Oh my gosh, it was the Scooby-Doo ghost. It was just smugglers all along. <laughs> smugglers all along. Or didn't the Charlie Brown, Brown people dress up like that and someone, one of them cut holes all over the sheet? Yeah. It was like a Swiss cheese sheet. <laughs> no, if I was a ghost, I'd want to come out in something unexpected. Hula skirt. A hula skirt. And a lay. A swimsuit. Scuba gear. Nothing. Oh, birthday suit. Very good. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> Unexpected for sure. Um, a suit of armor. Yeah. No, that's. I feel like that's already. I feel like that's already been done. <gasps> I know. I've got it. We're Listen, look no, the future. no. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I would Are you want the captain who took that picture. <laughs> I wish we'd have the answers. I would want to be wearing. A Bigfoot costume because how confused Bigfoot's ghost. Would you make yeah. everyone? I like it. Everybody's be like, I saw Bigfoot, but it was kind of a ghost. <laughs> what did you see? Bigfoot died. What, what did you see? I saw Bigfoot. Oh, but I thought you said a ghost. Yes, I saw a ghost. <laughs> I saw Bigfoot's ghost. You can't have both. I like it. I like it. You get one wife. You get one wife. Why? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I like it. It's It's a good one. If you guys want to see the photo, mm-hmm. you can check out our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Instagram and Twitter is at BIR Podcast. Our Facebook's just bug and a rug. If you want to check out Whitney's resources, resources you can go to our website, bugandarug.podbean.com. Um, you can also email us. Tell us, let us know if you've ever seen a ghost. Specifically a ghost in a nightgown. A real high, a real ghost wife. Be prepared, be prepared. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know. Email us. BIRpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, last week, we asked if you wanted to go to a self-defense class with us. This week, I'm going to ask if you guys want to go ghost hunting with us. Let us know. I want to go ghost hunting, but if I saw a ghost, I would cry. Do you think... Hmm. Here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to self defense class, and then we're gonna go ghost hunting. Oh yeah, good we're idea. We're gonna make sure. I'll be more confident. We're gonna make sure we pee in between. <laughs> Nobody's no immediately back to back. 
Nobody is peeing their pants on this ghost hunt. I won't allow it. You can't tell me what to do. I can't, but I would rather just try and give everybody a fighting chance. <laughs> um, thanks for the story. I don't necessarily think it will keep me up at night necessarily, because once again, we're talking about an entity that is in a specific location that I am not in, you know? Yeah, Norfolk, England's a bit of a walk. Yeah, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm Oh, it's I'm like a go. triathlon. Yeah. It's a biathlon. <laughs> we could we could rent a bike. We could get a bike. Got. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's all. Thanks for your story. You did great. Any last comments? Um, Concerns? Questions? If you're gonna if you're gonna have an affair and then marry a violent husband, <laughs> maybe don't be more violent. Have an escape route. Why don't you just tie sheets together and go out the window? They didn't give her sheets. That's horrible. I don't know. On that sad note, <laughs> <laughs> signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.